start recording right now. And welcome to Angry Me Production. Today we're going to uh, talk on uh, capitalism versus socialism. And for right now, Stephen's going to go ahead and describe what both are. You broke him. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can go ahead and and give us those definitions. All right. It says here, socialism is an economic and political system under which the means of production are publicly owned. Production and consumer prices are controlled by the government to best meet the needs of the people. Capital, capital, ah, damn, capital, capitalism. There we go. Is an economic system under which the means of production are privately owned. There you go. Okay. Well, on that, a lot of people what what they go on uh, uh, most of it is uh, free money. Uh, That's what they want. They they want. There's a lot of people out there that just want to work for free or they don't want to not work for free, but uh, they don't want to work and still get money. Now, they're they're basically now saying today that because we get this stimulus check and, quote unquote, the businesses are getting bailed out again, which they are not. They're actually getting loans from the government at a low interest rate to pay their employees. That are uh, so they can keep their basically so they can keep paying their employees. Now there are actually places one uh, one place in uh, United States, Alaska, that actually does pay uh, their employee. Uh, their base basically what they do is is they because they have rich oil reserves and they don't have that many people. They they actually get a lot of money for their actual uh, people that work or live in, uh, reside in Alaska. You're talking about the UBI or the Universal Basic Income. There are a few places in the United States that have experimented with the Universal Basic Income. Yeah, not all of them have come out favorably, but a good majority well, of them have, where there's enough money available to do so. Yeah, like Alaska, because there's not that many people living in Alaska. Uh, residents in Alaska in 2015, the residents got $2,000 uh, $2, more or less each. Now, Alaska only has 600, uh, 637,000 people living in Alaska. That's one town in Texas. Yeah. Now, there's actual countries that do the same thing uh kuwait's one of them i visited when i visited kuwait uh and this hasn't changed when i uh was there in uh 1999 and each kuwaiti citizen uh, citizens gets 1000 kuwaiti dinars which is roughly let me see that in american money um, so. Let's see here. I can talk for months yourself while I figure that out. 
but uh, there's definite downsides to to both sides of this coin, and you know, as you just, we were brought in together with the idea that we're going to talk about communism, as I was saying just before we started, there, there's a definite difference between communism and socialism. And I am not saying I agree with socialism because I think people should have the right to own manufacturing and production facilities. It shouldn't all be relegated to the government. But Well, the way they get by that is most companies actually give their employees stock or option to buy stock into the company, which is basically the same thing as what you're describing. So if they uh, work hard, their actual uh, their actual benefit is, hey, the stocks goes up. If I wanted to, I could sell it at a higher price and get a lot of money from it. And by the way, uh, to a uh, thousand Kuwaiti dinars to the dollar is three thousand two hundred and fourteen dollars. So they get that monthly. I think monthly. Damn. They get free food stamps for 13 months of the market three. Well, they also get like uh, like 500, uh, 500 extra dinars per uh, for a wife if they have a wife, and they get 100 dinars per kid. So, let me. Damn. I wonder if there's many of them over there. Actually, there's not that many people in Kuwait. That's the reason why they do that. That and, you know, you can also look at it like this. If you say that each one of them owns a portion of property and a portion of that property has oil under it and the oil being drawn out. Well, they don't. OK, it's it's not they get a portion because of the uh, oil. What it is, it uh, it's like in uh, Alaska. The people in Alaska aren't. Uh, getting the money because of oil, kind of. What it is is the state is getting su- uh, such and such amount of money from the oil rights they have on that land. Once that money is, hey, we have enough to pay for everything we have in the state, roads, such and such, let's give it. Uh, a little bit back to the citizens. That's what happens. Uh, Kuwait does that. Uh, Alaska does that. But that's basically all it is. It's basically, hey, we have so much surplus of cash. We're not going to keep all of it to ourselves. Go ahead and have a couple. That's what that is. Wait, <laughs> it's not. It's it's more the. The governing uh, bodies gets so much per capita a year that they can do that. It's like our business that if we do really well throughout the year, we get a big chunk of change from the uh, from our company. Yeah, our um, company hasn't even started to roll, let alone fly. But <laughs> there, there are. There are certain countries and there are certain states that actually do get money from uh, to give back to uh, to their people. Now, there's certain states like Texas. We don't have enough per capita to give back to uh, 
uh, people in that state. So that's you know, the thing about that. The thing about where we were, where we work, David, is uh, it's the bonus. Bonus is not a set amount because uh, it it depends on how much overtime you work. Yeah, the more overtime you work, the more money that you get as as bonus. Well, it's and a percentage of our yearly earnings. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if okay, it, but if we don't make the, uh, the the well, just I'll just call it a point spread. If we don't make the points to get a hundred percent percent for that quarter, then we're getting we're still getting less money no matter what. Yeah. For our yearly owning earnings. So. There are some uh, there's a lot of companies that do that. If you're working at Walmart, you get a small piece of the pie, but not much. If you're a facility when I worked up at Walmart, I got probably an extra 100 bucks from the Lawrence Road one if you work there because they're the ones that actually make the most money. Now, you go on to uh places like a factory that makes 140 million dollars but we're actually uh depending on how much scrap we have how much uh uh on on time delivery we have we make a lot of money from that but there's a lot of companies that do that so yeah yeah but what people want is oh, – uh, it was that uh, – it was a, the, the, the president of Hopeful – what was his name? Yang? I know his last name was Yang. Was it Michael Yang? I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. But – he was calling for universal basic income for a different reason. It, it wasn't because he believes that people are, are hoping for a free ride. It was because he's worked in the electronics industry and he's worked with um, engineering and other things. He sees the direction that production is going. He yeah. sees that within the next 15 to 20 years, there might not be any jobs for people left to do. Yeah, that 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 could be the case because I mean everything's going toward the the uh, you know be done by uh, a bunch of robots and stuff. Yeah, I mean we've got yeah. farmers running harvesters that are capable of doing more than a hundred people, and it takes one person to run it. You've got machines that are capable of spot welding thousands of cars in a day. That you know. They they effectively replace ten people per yeah. machine. Okay, it was Andrew Yang. Okay, we've got a lot of technology and machinery that are replacing people, just completely replacing them because it can do it faster, more efficiently, with less errors. Yeah. Well, they also most of the uh, places in Amazon actually have uh, robot storage things that just follow them around. That they go, 
Well, they don't follow them around. They just go to a uh, one station goes to you, and you're standing at a station, and you pick up and you set it outside and you deliver it. Pretty soon, the manufacturer part of that will actually go away because you'll be able to do it a lot easier. Now, as far as where all of this ties into to socialism and communism and all the rest of that. People are trying to call it, you know, these these calls for a universal basic income. They're trying to call it, oh, that commie bastard or, or oh, he's a socialist fool. But yeah, because uh, a lot of the socialism and, and both both of them, com- capitalism and uh, socialism, both of those are just economic systems. No matter what, they're not actually governing bottoms. They're economic systems. Now, most people in a republic and communism can use capitalism as a uh, point to gain uh, uh, money. But yeah, China did that uh, around 2005. That's the reason why they're a power. (coughs) And they still use capitalism. But as of right now, a lot of people don't trust uh, China because of the virus that we have right now. They did not give information. They still are using uh, uh, capital, uh, communism theories, and they're limiting the information because they want to appear strong, which if you make a mistake, that, you need to amp trying, up. Go ahead. And they're, and, and they're also trying to save face. Because yeah, yeah. They're, they're pointing and, the finger at other people right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because over in Japan and China and pretty much the entire Southeast Asia, uh, honor is paramount. Uh, yeah. Personal honor, you know, uh, your family honor, your business, your country, you know, that's that's a big thing over there. Yeah, but in Aubrey, uh like in the United States, a person that can admit 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 his mistakes is a more stronger person and individual, more humble. Yeah. That's just basically culture uh, avenues difference. And and we have culture avenue differences even here in the United States. Oh God, yes. You know, uh, I. I I like the diversity of culture that we have, not only in the United States, but worldwide. But sometimes I think maybe we need to just stop and and look at the the diversity of culture and try to analyze where our own culture points are causing problems. (laughs) Well, that's what uh, Genghis Khan more or less did, and uh, even uh, Alexander the Great tried to do when they were trying to conquer the world. They didn't. They they let the places still have their culture, their religion, and everything. So they didn't mind being conquered. But the only problem with that is you'll eventually have butting heads. It was like what the Romans. Uh, what the hell was his name? Came and think. Uh, Constantine did with the religion of Christianity. They had all these different thought process of Christianity, 
And what Constantine did is like, hey, what we're going to do is, is we're going to take all these thought processes of Christianity, go in and make it one. Literally, this is what he did. He took one one belief from one tribe. Okay, this is good, but we don't want to sacrifice women <coughs> anymore. So we're going to put that on the burner and put it on the shelf, and maybe we'll forget about it. We'll bring that over here. We'll bring this over here. And a lot of the culture actually came together, and they actually made a bigger religion because of that, and a more stable religion. Well, Constantine, what he did was he mixed Christianity with paganism and the and they came out with the Catholic faith. Yeah, and that's that's what he that's what that's what he did. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine that was Wiccan had a big joke. Is like, no one has more pagan, uh, more gods and beliefs than the Christ, uh, Catholic Church, because you have yeah. saints this, saints of that, saints of this, saints of that. Yeah, and that's and and the Bible says that that saints aren't dead. The saints are the uh, the uh, living believers in Christ. So. Yeah. But uh, we got a little off subject on that one, but <laughs> <Love that. laughs> but there 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 are some countries that now a lot of people are saying that the socialistic uh, healthcare, what basically is universal healthcare for all. Uh, what that what that is is the best healthcare you can possibly get. There's only one problem with that. The problem is, is you have if you live in a small town and you have a broken arm, you can get it fixed pretty easy and be free. Yay. But if you live in a big city where there's lots of people and the healthcare system is bogged down, you're going to end up breaking your arm and having an eight month waiting list to get in to fix that broken arm. And if you think if you think I'm just saying this because I don't want universal health care. Here's the thing. I do want universal health care. I think it's very beneficial for everybody. The only problem is is the very bad downside. If you have cancer, you're going to be looking at you might die before you get your treatment or even get heard about your treatment. That's one thing I don't want. We'll see. I'm I'm not actually interested in universal health care myself. I just think they need to restructure the way our health care system is in place because right now we've got insurance companies that are basically bargaining with the hospitals and the bargaining they're doing with the hospitals is causing the prices to go up for everyone where you're getting charged $100 for a 0.1 cent Tylenol. You're getting charged $1,000 for 15 minutes in a room. And they didn't literally, they literally did nothing between you and the last person that walked in there. Maybe pulled a little piece of paper off of the, the bed that's on the, that's in the room. Yeah. Even, even a lot of the politicians that are preaching for uh, universal health care, like every other country that has it. They're literally saying, it's like, well, if it comes down to it, we're going to have to go for a Q-base structure because a lot of people can't – if everybody gets sick like right now and they need to go to the hospital, 
even right now, being as it is, everybody can't go to the hospital right now. A lot of surgeries are being canceled. Every major surgeries are being canceled because of the uh, the number of people and the fact that there's not enough protective equipment. There's there yeah. is not enough medical supplies to go around right now because we were grossly underprepared as a country. Well, something like this, you can't be prepared for. You should. They they had surplus to well, stop this, but the only problem with that was is it's gone past that, and everybody's buying extra. That's what. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. Is is on a whole, we were grossly underprepared. Yeah. Instead of addressing it when it should have been addressed, we waited three months. Well, no, we didn't. Okay, here's what happened. And I did a little research on this. What had happened was, is every time we asked the World Health Organization, hey, how bad is this virus? Should we go and prepare a lot of stuff? But because Trump did actually induce to where uh, he stopped the uh, uh, travel to China for non-essentials when he did – would have been in a lot worse can, uh, case scenario. Well, the, the, but that's... the World Health Organization kept on saying for those mo- uh, months until like February that hey, we messed up. We do have a problem. It is bad, and it but, is basically because China kept on telling them to do this. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is is if when we knew about it, we started instant instigating. Mandatory testing for people who were traveling or in people or in areas where people have been exposed to those who have been traveling. We could have found the majority of the cases in the United States and quarantined them before it blew up the way it did. Yeah, but all the information we were getting it from was actually from the World Health Organization at the time. That that was the actual big problem because they weren't giving us the right information. Uh, because so so so, so you're saying can, that not only it, it was handled incorrectly, but it's not the it's it's not our fault that it was handled incorrectly. It's that we got improper information. Exactly. But even still, we didn't even know we didn't even know how bad the the virus was uh, contingent because of that. They didn't tell us how uh, how how bad the contagion can be actually be spread, but they're still not even instigating some of those measures. Which no, there actually are now. I mean, they're not doing it to the point where a lot of countries are right now. <laughs> There's one country that literally said, "Hey, uh, the coronavirus can't even be spoken. If you do speak uh, speak the word coronavirus, we're going to kill you." That's not. That's not. Practicing safety measures, that's just trying to silence people. Yeah, I know. And there's certain countries that actually uh, implement to where you can't go out of your house. You can't do that. Our uh, our country's doing a, a self-voluntary – I can't even say that word. Self-voluntary uh, to actual stay at home, not go anywhere. We're – we're in a travel uh, restriction. 
we can't do our little uh, YouTube channel uh, at the usual location. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot that could have been done that was not done, is all I'm saying. And if we had been prepared like we should have been prepared, these measures could have been put in place faster with more decisive action. Yeah, you're than... absolutely right. But to do those implications, you actually have to have the information to do that. We weren't even getting the information. They did do a little bit here and there to actually um, – what, what, what If it, it was before. something that they, – They tried got... to imp- – they implemented a little bit uh, a little bit of the stuff they needed. But they didn't know it was going to be this bad because the information wasn't coming to us. Well, then that's what I was getting at is if we had had a surplus of the PPE equipment backstocked somewhere, if we had started mandatory testing the moment we realized, oh, this is getting out of control, or better yet, the moment the consumers realized it was getting out of control. Because we were starting to lose things off the shelves in December. Yeah. Well, the other thing on that was uh, the basic fact of where we're getting all of our medical stuff from. And that's from different countries. Mainly China, because all people... Even now that we know we're having but- a problem with China... Stop, hold on. As soon as we have... Uh, we've actually gotten companies to actually make the stuff for us. They're not even using this stuff in country to do. They're literally making st- uh, having other countries make it for us because they want to do it cheaper to bring it here. But there's a lot of companies in the United States that are actually making uh, making PPE gear because of this. Yeah, and that's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is, is doesn't our government have a biological contaminant attack plan? Aren't, aren't we supposed to have supplies set back and emergency procedures to put into place in case of incidents like this that were instigated by foreign governments, not on accident? Yes, we why do wasn't, have. Why we, weren't okay, those same we protocols have, put into we, place? We do have protocols. They do exist. And they were put into place. But the magnitude of what which we have right now, we weren't expecting a new Spanish flu to come into uh, existence. We had it to where it was basically, hey, these hospitals have this such and such uh, PPE gear. We'll double that. We'll put it in storage. Okay, that's what happened. But the problem was is people went out and bought, uh, literally, there was one person that they <clears throat> raided, and they filled up a truck with all the extra PPE gear that they had uh, saved up. Now, they did it le- illegally by just confiscating instead of giving them the, uh, a little bit of cash for that, but that's what happened. A lot of people ended up going, oh, uh... We're just going to stockpile everything. Literally, there's lots of people that literally stockpile to a uh, – you know how big my apartment well, – the room that you're in right now. You don't know how big that is. They literally stockpiled toilet paper, 
face masks, uh, gloves, uh, hand sanitizer, soap. Yeah, like I said, all that stuff been going and on that's since what, December. No, that wasn't going on since December. That's been going on since uh, February. China, the people in China were doing that. I was seeing all that. That's the reason why I got like two extra things of toilet paper when I had a chance because I knew when everybody blew up, they were going to do that. I wasn't stockpiling because, oh, I'm going to fill up a whole closet full of toilet paper. No, I I did reasonable just in case I was going to miss an, a month of toilet paper. I got two, so I can have two months. But what had happened was is no one was paying attention to the other countries what was happening. Like, oh, how many people uh how many people are actually are hurt and dead in China? I wonder how how that is. They're just gonna lie to us. There's certain things you can't lie about. Like the data uh the data for uh the phone cancellations. There was twenty two million people in China that canceled their subscription. Not because they couldn't pay for it, because that their form system is actually giving to them. Now, those 22 million died. That's the only excuse because everybody has to have a phone nowadays, and they have to have a phone plan. Those phone plans got canceled because of that. A lot of people are actually using different data streams to actually find out how bad the problem in different countries in, are, are in. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is, you know, you started seeing the problems in the stores in December. Now it got bad. Like I said, in the in United States, Deb- it wasn't bad. It was bad in different countries, though. But, but no, no. What I'm saying is here in the United States, you started seeing people stockpiling stuff in December, which means certain people knew that there was problems. Yeah. Now, by February... Just about everything was sold off of the shelves. So from December to February, it went from a few people here and there trying to fill up their shelves to everybody trying to buy everything all at once. And, well, the economy can't handle that. Yeah. The, the, our well, economy... the economy can handle that, but the actual uh, people, the manufacturers, the productions can't handle that. Production and distribution can't handle it, and if production and distribution can't handle it, the economy can't handle it. It's, it's no, that okay. yeah. You can't sell what you can't produce. <laughs> no, they're still – okay. They're still producing these, this stuff. The problem with it is is they're not producing it as a fast rate. They're still selling it. They can still sell it because as soon as, as soon as they ship it I, out – I'm not saying they're – not still selling it. I'm saying when it's all sold out of the store and you go into the store to buy it, the store can't sell you a roll of toilet paper because the store doesn't have a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, they can't. Okay. And if they can't get a roll of toilet paper because all of the places from here all the way back to the supply chain are sold out and the supply chain and the manufacturer has sold every last roll of toilet paper and they're now backlogged on orders to get rolls of toilet paper, then that means the economy can't handle the demand (laughs) because the supply chain can't get it to you fast enough to sell it and the people making it can't make it fast enough to get it to you. (laughs) <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> no. The reason, okay, the economic problems that we're having now isn't because the uh, supply and the demand. It's people that are not uh, essential, basically waitresses, which I I still think they they can cut down on the people that are working for them for uh, food places and everything. Mom and pop stuff, they can't really do that because – they're, they have to lay those people, a uh, certain amount of people to lay off. But if I sell out of everything, I still have the profits from selling out of everything. I'm going to make more. When I make and finish making more, and, and this then is, I ship it to the place. Once I ship it to the place, now a lot of this people... This is why the government wants to institute the... Um, incentive package where they're trying to, you know, supposedly help out the people on the bottom. It's really to keep the economy from completely collapsing while we're in quarantine because while we're in quarantine, the number of required workers is actually going down. Like you said, waitresses, people doing other things that are not essential, (laughs) like sewing and so forth. But What it really all boils down to is, you know, we had a major issue before all of the quarantining was put into place because people were buying more stuff than they needed, far more stuff than they needed. We also have an issue that we can't get certain things because, well, we've got companies that are trying to get geared up to make it right now, but that's what six months down the road to completely regear a company well you also have a lot of things a lot of companies like airplanes they they stop travel they literally just stop it now those companies are actually giving out loans not bailing them out they're giving out loans at a low 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 interest rate and even still they're actually saying that they might not uh They'll just f- basically forget the loans if they can't pay it. So basically, it is, it's one of those sly things is they're giving grant, grants. It's a, not a bailout. They're just naming it a different thing. But, I wonder when Steve's going to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> he just I'm listens to us, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about the... Um... The socialized medicine is people are, I don't know if it's because ignorance or, or just, you know, just not knowing. Well, that's the same thing. Because of ignorance or um, choosing to, to not be aware of the difference is that they're, they're equating the, um, the, the uh, tells this far wasn't talking. Uh, <laughs> the, Basically, are you trying to get a hold of uh, hypochondriacs? No, no um, they're equating the uh, quote, quote lack of healthcare to which is not a thing at all to the ability to have insurance. 
Now, all right, the human race has, has survived for fairly lengthy amount of time without either one of those. I think we'll be we'll be all right. Um, and uh, I mean, if but if you want to want to look at the reasons why we shouldn't have socialized medicine, <coughs> look at the people of the entire world that can afford to come over here to get surgeries, basic procedure, you know, all the basic health care that their home countries don't have because they have socialized socialized medicine. The I mean, the procedures are 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 not available, or the wait time is too long, or they have a terminal terminal illness terminal illness that the wait time is actually longer than you know, than what they have 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 left to live. <coughs> I mean, hell, even even uh, the leader or the leaders of hostile countries come over here for healthcare because. They can't get it in their own countries. Yeah. And to me, that says socialized medicine is a bad idea, period. Well, okay. There, there is it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <clears throat> in my, my home state of Oklahoma, the, the Indian tribes have a saying don't get sick after August because the money for health care is gone. And that is literally socialized medicine. Same thing with the VA. Now, David, I know, I know you know you know what I'm talking about, and all the veterans listening know exactly what the hell I'm talking about with that one. All right. Well, there's there's a, there's a couple of stories that uh, some people going to like. Uh, I don't know if France has socialized uh, medicine. I think they. Do I think most of Europe has socialized uh, medicine, yeah. but there are some there are some uh, actual people from the United States going over to France because the medicine was actually, or the the surgery was actually going to be cheaper, but they still they still had to do a, uh, what do you call it? they still had to wait their turn to do it, even though they were paying. Yeah. yeah. Where, I mean, but you know that's on them. But well, see, the people that the people that can afford to, they come here. Period. The the big thing about socialized medicine versus uh, he throws socialized medicine is you're you're looking at it saying, oh, it's cheaper, but in reality, it's not cheaper. Somebody's paying for it. And yeah, yeah most of their most of the ta- the taxes in those countries is like sixty five percent, while yeah. we actually have twenty five percent now. We used to have fifty percent uh, taxes taken out of our uh, paycheck, but that stopped in like nineteen fifties. It it, it yeah. it's been going down, dribbling down and for the longest time. The Democrats, including Biden and Bernie, want to increase the taxes because they want to. Because they want to pay for the Green New Deal, which is impossible. They want, they want to play, pay for socialized health care, single-payer system. That ain't going to work. We will literally have to work. We'll work 
minimum two jobs just to make any damn money. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, the government will take at least 75% of, uh, of your income, you know, and there's a... Um, no, 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 not make... 75%, just 65. Don't go. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, there's a... Um, there's an income limit. I don't know what it is, precisely. But if you make over, say, two million dollars per year, the government takes every damn dime. You know. No, they so, they 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 take about uh, uh, half. Well, well it, I think no, talk, okay for no, about uh, under under Bernie's. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. You can't make it, money. It, you make a lot of money. Yeah, it, Which. Yeah would really be messed up because he would have to write in there that, Hey, uh, except for me, cause I'm a multimillionaire now. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> which, which house, I wonder which house, house he's quarantined in. Out of yeah. three. So much made a lot of money from cap from capital system. Even though he claims to be a you know, democratic socialist. Yeah. Uh, and the sad thing is, is uh, from what I understand, he's made most of that money off of writing books about mm-hmm. socialism. Yep. And uh, there is another thing is a lot of people don't understand is he he keeps on saying that he doesn't take uh, corporate uh, funding. Here, here's how he gets where. No, I, I did a lot of research on this. Here's how they do it. Well, how he does it. He doesn't get any of the money. Unfortunately, his wife gets favors from yeah. corporations. Hence, that he basically doesn't take in the money. He's being truthful about it. But his wife, on the other, a lot of them do that. They don't take. Uh, big they they say they don't they're not lying they're not taking big sponsorships from corporations and i call it sponsorship they they literally need to have the politicians be like nascar so we can see who bought them yeah what are you doing my keyboard was all nasty i have a keyboard cleaner okay I was just, I was listening to, I was just listening to Steve on all this stuff, and I just see you just rumming your way and moving your hand left and right. I was like, what the fuck? I think he has a second one to pull up. We don't, we don't really want to know what's on there. Oh, no, I don't. Mention, mentioning that. I have this joke uh, I've been writing, and it is basically going up is uh, having like, uh, uh, what if finally there's a lot of people that monetize their uh, stuff on Pornhub, and they do (laughs) cooking shows, but they name they still name it like ridiculous. What they actually do is like, huh? Double penetration. Let's check that out. You click on it. They they go to it like. All right, let's get this ready and wait. A minute. <laughs> We're watching a guy 
make a chef style cheeseburger? I don't want to watch. Well, actually, that looks delicious. <laughs> I might as well. You know what? I I don't have my pants on, and I still have that heart on. So I'm going to go full speed on this one. People people will start people will start masturbating to cooking shows. Although I still I think there's people out there that actually do masturbate to cooking shows, anyways. Yeah, probably. But that was that was the whole joke. I, I mean, you just, I think that would be so funny doing that as a as a clip. Yeah, yeah. David, David, be David would be the one with the uh, you'd be masturbating to the uh, the, the video of all of the ARs and the. Uh... <laughs> Oh, that says I haven't elevator. done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who says I haven't done that? I said you would be. The Hell, who says that. I haven't I haven't watched uh, them glaze a ham and going, oh, yeah, you glaze that left and right. You glaze that right and <laughs> left and right. Back away. <laughs> we so like that. This is what quarantine does to you folks right here. <laughs> no, no, no. This is. Me having a boring job that I constantly do, and I think up really messed up things up at work, because my mind wanders. It's like, okay, green, oh, red, okay, fix, okay, put, okay, yeah, hey, I wonder if they actually do. I, I wonder about really weird stuff up at work. Oh, it's the gray light. Oh, it's the other gray light. I guess I gotta stop it. Oh, it's the gray light. I gotta turn it back on. <laughs> well, <laughs> basically, no, I've, I've I've made up I made up new movies that I've forgotten about. There's sir, I've I've literally directed seventeen movies inside my head and watched them and edited them. Yeah, unfortunately, they're probably all. No, 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 no. They're actual movies that we, if we had, if we, 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 if not even the budget, I have actually thought of how, how we could do certain things like a monitor. I was thinking about a movie one time. I'm sorry. Maybe making a uh, modern day uh, Western, which there's a lot of modern day Western type movies. I mean, Long Longmire and uh, Yellowstone—they're basically modern-day westerns. Yeah, but I was literally thinking of that I was like, "Well, you could probably do something like that, but not making it too much western. You could do it in like a big city type thing, not not like how they usually do, like a uh, what was that Woody Harrison movie where he was a uh, uh, it was. It was him and Kevin. No, it wasn't Kevin Bacon. No, it was Kevin Bacon. Uh, Woody Harrison, Kevin Bacon, and they went to New York to track down this one guy. Oh, the Cowboy Way. Yeah, the Cowboy it was, Way. It was Keith. It was Keith for Sutherland. I love Keith that movie. Sutherland. Yeah, I did. I, n- I never watched it, but you're talking about movies like that Romeo and Juliet thing that they put in the middle of New York City. Yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but. Uh, if y'all want to watch a good Shakespeare movie, watch um, Orson Welles in uh, Macbeth. It's it's actually one of the better movies I've ever seen. And 
now going through high school, I couldn't tell what the hell, you know, Shakespeare was trying to say until I watched the uh, series on um, was it stars called Spartacus. And the way that they talk is antiquated. But, yeah. You know, I was, I was watching Macbeth and I said, you know what? I can tell what the hell they're saying now. So. Well, I always, I always could understand that. I think, I think if you look back, Star Wars is actually a, a small amount of that. Mm. Man, is your dog running around in circles, chasing its tail? Yeah. Well, I think we are done with this episode, so uh, go ahead and uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, we even have a Twitter account, you can talk to us there, but this is David Dickerman, this is, no one's paying attention, no, I'm paying attention, this is David Dickerman, I'm Michael Moffitt. I'm sleeping bags. And this is Angry Me Production. Thank you for watching. See you next time. <laughs>